Well, good noonday to all of you today. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. I hope that you can say the same today, that you are rejoicing in the Lord. It is great to be saved and to know the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. What an exciting thing it is for us all uh, to have the opportunity to spend time in the Word of God in the middle of the day, and I hope that your day is going well. I've mentioned this to you before. Help us to share the Word, spread the Word. Many uh, look at this uh, uh, noonday Bible study or time in the Word at various times. Not everybody can be live, but if you are able to, and you're one of those people who knows how to do it, uh, share this, uh, like this information, this video clip. It will help us as we share the Word of God. Well, today we continue to think about persisting under pressure. Last week we saw what Paul said to Timothy, a man who had some uh, fearfulness in his life. That God has not given us a spirit of fear, and that word can be cowardice, uh, fearfulness, uh, but of but has given us a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. And I hope that you're living in the power of the Holy Spirit of God who gives us power to overcome and persist in all the struggles and pressures of life, who gives us assurance by His love for us. God's love for us is poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And then we gain that strength of self-control. Self-control has something to do with persistence. You got to be strong. You got to be tough. You, you got to be durable. And I know from talking to the people who I associate with here at our church, many of you are persisting under all kinds of various struggles and trials. May the Lord bless you. And I want you to know today, whatever you are facing, God is with you and God will help you. So I want to continue to talk today a little bit further about persisting under the pressure of fear. I want to be a little bit more specific about it today. And we're going to look in Psalm 27, a wonderful Psalm of David. The title of this Psalm is called a Psalm of Fearless Trust in God. 14 verses, great verses that are a blessing to us. I want to primarily focus on the first few verses, and I'll talk about that in a moment, but let's talk for a moment about uh, the pressures of fearfulness. I've made myself some additional notes just to think about some observations I have, thinking about times when I am afraid, and also uh, thinking about the times when I've spoken with uh, my friends here at the church and others in my family and others who struggle with the same thing. Watching people deal with fear in all the years of my ministry is a is a very real thing. And the first thing I want to say to you is fear is a real thing. Fear is not an imagination, an imaginary thing. Fear is not a uh, just an idea. Fear has the ability to capture our minds and do great damage to our spiritual life and to our souls. That's why the Word of God speaks about it so much. The Lord Jesus I had to say to his disciples when he, after he was raised from the dead and he came back among them, don't be afraid. He had to tell them when they were in the storm and he walked on the water and got in the boat, don't be afraid. Uh, the Lord Jesus speaks peace to us. He uh, speaks to our fear and gives us encouragement. Today, David, uh, this, think about it. Now, David's a king. He was a tough guy, 
but he had a tender heart and he loved God and he was a man after God's own heart. He gives us insight into how to deal with fear. Fear is a real thing. Uh, many today, many today are gripped by all kinds of uh, fears and really almost a lifestyle of fearfulness. There's nothing sadder than seeing people live in a lifestyle of fearfulness. And you really have two choices. As a believer, you can live in a lifestyle of fearfulness, which is not the way God intended for you to live. Or you can live a lifestyle of being filled with the Spirit and fearlessness. Hear the difference in the English words, fearful, fearless. Fearful, fearless. Which one are you? Fearful, fearless. Those are important distinctions for us to think about. Oh, the fearfulness in our world today. I think about these pressures and how they have the ability, these fears, to cause great despair and panic and uh, dread and terror. I, I was listing some of the different kinds of fears that we have. And by the way, all of our fears are focused on our circumstances. And my, have we talked about that, haven't we? Uh, it's whether we are going to focus our attention and our faith on God or whether we're going to live our life being dominated, bullied, and controlled by our circumstances. Look, um, all things work together for good to those who love God, but not everything's good that comes into the life of those who love God. So you must understand today that circumstances can take hold of you, and uh, that's what James was saying about living under our trials, under our circumstances. They come and they go, but they make a they make a real impact on our lives if we focus on them. And many today are living in deep despair and deep uh, agony, really pain and and panic and terror because of their fears. They, they're people who are gripped by the fear of man, the fear of women, fear of men, fear of people is what I'm saying. The fear of people. Uh, some fearful of those in power and authority, those who can control, those who can dominate, those who can abuse, the fear of people. The, there's the fear of death, and it's a very real thing, and we must think about that. Uh, we only have so many days to live, but the fear of death is defeated in Jesus Christ through the resurrection, and those of us who are saved no longer have to fear death. The sting of death is gone. The sting of death is the fear of death. The fear of death and the fear that I'm going to die, the fear of death for my loved ones, the fear of death for my children, the fear of death. There's also the fear of loss. Oh, how we try to hold on to things, don't we? We hold on so tight. We keep a hold of them, a firm grip on things. We don't want to lose them, but sadly, sometimes we do lose them. But there is a great fear of loss in our world today. What will I do if I my money doesn't last and I live out, I live beyond my means. What will I do if I don't have my home? What will I do? Loss. What will I, what will I do if I don't have this relationship anymore? What will I do if you can just fill in the blank? The fear of man, uh, the, the fear of loss, the fear of death. What about the fear of rejection? Now, that's a very real thing. We all want to be loved. We all want somebody to care about us. And we all want somebody to walk with us and be our friend. Well, the reality is that rejection lasts a lifetime. 
And I don't know if you can ever look, friend. I, I know we talk about this a lot, but uh, being rejected by someone, being rejected by people lasts a long time. You think about the rejection of those who rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. He came to his own and his own rejected him. He was rejected by, the, by Israel, the Son of God, the Messiah. What a sad thing rejection is. He was rejected by the Gentile world. He was rejected and put on the cross. The Lord knows about rejection. He knows about it, but He didn't fear rejection. There was no fearfulness in the Lord Jesus Christ. He was fearless. He was fearless. And so He teaches us this lesson. The fear of man, the fear of death, the fear of loss, fear of rejection. How about this one? The fear of the unknown. Well, what am I going to do tomorrow? What's going to happen in my life? Where am I going to end up? Uh, uh, what's going to happen to my children and my grandchildren? Will I be alone when I'm old? I, all, of these, all of these things about the unknown. It's the future. The fear of the future. But look, we are citizens of heaven, those of us who are saved. We're running toward heaven. If you are making this world your focus, that's why you get into misery. It's not going to last. We're not here forever. We're here to be witnesses for Christ and to glorify God. But we're running toward heaven, like Paul said in Philippians, uh, forgetting the, the things that are behind and reaching toward the things that are ahead. We, we press toward glorification and being made uh, like Jesus Christ and experiencing heaven and all the joys of it. Fear of man, fear of death, fear of loss, Fear of rejection, fear of the unknown. You know, fears are so powerful in our life. Believers, we experience fears. We're afraid. We have dread. We have terror. But, oh, the, um, the paralyzing, paralyzing power of fear must be broken. And the only way we do it is to understand how to overcome it by our faith in God. So what is the answer to persisting under? I want to keep hammering on this. This is why I wanted to do this for two weeks. Uh, there's more to be said about this matter of uh, persisting under the pressure of fear and breaking the power of fear in our lives. Well, let's go to Psalm 27 now for a few minutes and let's think about what David has to say to us. Here it is, these wonderful words Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Then he asks the question to himself. Sometimes you have to ask yourself questions. Whom shall I fear, self? Whom shall I fear? Then he goes on, the Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? He asks himself a second question. Whom shall I dread? When evildoers came upon me to devour my flesh. Notice this is in the past. He's now talking about the past. When evildoers came upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war arise against me, in spite of this, I shall be confident. So let's just stop right there. First three verses, uh, we have um, we have David talking in confidence. 
about what it looks like to live in fearlessness. There's no fear here. He doesn't have fear. Whom shall I fear? Verse 1. Whom shall I dread? Verse 1. My heart will not fear. Verse 3. In spite of this, I shall be confident. Verse 3. What a statement this is. And then it ends with these words in verse 14. 27, 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. There's that persistence. And let your heart take courage. There's that persistence. Yes, wait for the Lord. So let's think about these things and let's, as I call it, let's hear God's word for a moment together. Let me just talk you through some observations here from these verses that mean a lot to me and I hope they will also to you. Uh, first of all, the fear of the Lord. This is going to surprise you, but as you start this, he says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the defense of my life. So he starts with what I call, and this is my first uh, observation for you, the fear of the Lord is the way to freedom from fear. The fear of the Lord is the way to fearlessness. That's what I'm trying to say to you. Now, he doesn't say the fear of the Lord. Now, recently we've been talking about teaching our children uh, how to uh, love God and how to be godly children. And we looked at the first principle a few weeks ago, Proverbs 1-7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It says later in the book of Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, and so we've learned from that that fearing God is what we must do. To fear God is to lovingly, it is to lovingly reverence, surrender, and obey God. Do you fear God? So here we have him using the fear of God. I'm describing the fear of God in all that we do, in our knowing God, loving God, walking with him, submitting to him. The fear of God is what that is describing. So here we see the fear of the Lord is the way to freedom from fear. If you want to shake fear of circumstances, fear of man, fear of death, fear of loss, fear of rejection, fear of the unknown. You must fear God. That's the order. That's what we're taught to do, to fear God. Though, though it doesn't say it, he says here, yet God is my light. He doesn't say God is a light to me. God is my light and my salvation and that he is the defense of my life. Notice that. He uses that pronoun three times. My light, my salvation, my life. God is the defense of it. Think about this. He, there's no darkness with the Lord, friends. There's no hidden side, secret side. There's no motivation on God's part to do something uh, to harm you. He is all light. Uh, we, we learn from the word of God that the Lord Jesus came. He is the light of the world, he said. I am the light of the world. There's no darkness in him. When we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, you know what? You've got to put it all in the light now. You can't hide. When you come to the Lord, you've got to put it all out there. You've got to confess your, uh, got to confess your sin. You've got to confess all of those things in your mind that you hide away, those secret things you do. Put them all in the light. The Lord is my light. The point of this is I'm not in the darkness. You know, when you're little, you have to learn how to, how to, go, in, to go to bed in the darkness. It's a... It's a process. You have to teach children that it's okay to go and go to your bed and, and lay in the darkness. But darkness is something that 
we know has to do with sin. The Lord is my light. Where there is light, there is holiness. Where there is light, there is God's grace and mercy and love. The Lord is my light. He shows us the way. The Word of God is our light. And so the fear of the Lord is the way to the freedom from fear. First, because the Lord is my light. And secondly, He's my salvation. Think about this. He's Let's use some different words. He is our deliverer from struggles and difficulties. He is our uh, rescuer. Uh, when we're in a bad condition, maybe one we got ourselves into, uh, He is our Savior from all dangers and all enemies. The Lord is my light and my salvation. This is what it is, friends. When I cast my eyes upon God, when I put my, when I put my confidence there, when I live in the fear of God, the fear of all of these other things, these circumstantial fears, as I call them, start to fade away. Face your fears in the fear of the Lord. He's also saying that here in his declaration in verse number one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? He is facing his fears in the fear of the Lord because he goes on to say, verse two, he gives a testimony. When evildoers came upon me to devour me and my adversaries, my enemies, they stumbled and fell. You know, fears are like evildoers. Uh, fears are like adversaries. Fears are like enemies who come after us. Fears are like he says in verse three, like a army encamped surrounding us. You know, fears wage war on us. Fears attack us. Fears surround us. That's what happens. And it just seems like sometimes if we allow circumstantial fear to control us, it will just overwhelm us. Here's the beauty of this. He faces his circumstantial fears in the fear of God. And I love that. When you are fearful, I got a suggestion for you here. Read these words out loud to yourself in the mirror. Look at yourself when you say, Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Talk to yourself about it. That's one of the great lessons and disciplines of a spiritual life. you got to talk to yourself about your spiritual life and your condition and where you're at and why you're thinking what you're doing and going where you are and fearing the way you're fearing. So third, he trusts in the Lord and he depends on him in the midst of his troubles. Again, look at these conditions. Though a host encamp about me, though an army encamp or surround me, my heart will not fear. See, there's the condition. The armies encamped are surrounding me, but look at this. My heart will not fear. You know, we are surrounded in a world of, uh, we're surrounded by evil. The Lord taught us to pray. Do not lead us into temptation. Deliver us from evil. It's real. Evil is real. It surrounds us. It's all around us. Uh, though we, we also are surrounded by it, we also have an old nature, don't we? And we still have to kill sin in our lives. It'll, it'll rear up. Though, the, though, they war, though they war and arise against, though the war, the war arises against me, verse 3, there's the other part. In spite of this, I'm confident. So if warfare is going on in your life, if you're surrounded and you don't know what to do, you must trust God. I'm not going to fear. I'm going to trust God. This is what he's saying. And then you wait on him in all these circumstantial situations in your life. Waiting for the Lord, verse 14, being strong and letting your heart take courage. Yes, wait on the Lord. All right. So these, let me just give them to you quickly one more time. So what do we learn from Psalm 27? Number one, the fear of the Lord is the way to freedom from fear. 
Number two, face your fears in the fear of the Lord. Number three, trust in the Lord to defend you in the midst of your troubles and fearfulness. And number four, wait on God's help in all the circumstances of your life. Wait, be strong, persist, wait on God. When you have faith in God, you can wait on God's provision, deliverance, and help. Now, how do we believe God's Word today? Do you believe that? You have to decide. I've now shared with you and you've heard God's Word for today about fear. I know where you are now. I've, I've lived it just the same as you. I have those moments just like you. Now, will you, will you believe it? Well, here's some thoughts. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. I mean, you got to believe that. You must, you must move there. If there's one thing I would say for you to fear, it is to fear God. That's what the Lord Jesus said. Fear God. Fear Him. The other thing about believing God's Word here is this. When you live in fear, accept the fact that it'll fade away. These other situational fears will fade. Look at what's happened in your past. Here's, here's the way you can believe it. Go back and see how God's done this in your past. That's what David's saying in verse number 2. My fears they stumble and fall. They don't have the power I thought they did. Listen, some of us have some of us have greatly exaggerated the power of circumstantial fears over our lives. You got to quit being afraid of where you are. You got to move forward by grace and the power of God and you got to trust him and they will the fears will stumble and fall. God will remove them. God will take care of those circumstantial fears that seem to rage in your mind. A third thing is if you fear God, you have to ask yourself, why do I need to be afraid of any situation? If God is for us, who can be against us? Isn't that the way Paul said it? Same thing. If God is for you, if you are saved, if God is for you, who can be against you? Whether it's a person, whether it's death, whether it's loss, as I said before, what can be against you or who can be against you? Don't be afraid. Ask yourself, if you are fearing God, then pause and say, I have no fear but God. I have no fear but God. I'm not going to be afraid. And then finally, uh, on this matter of believing God, fearfulness rises, fearlessness try arises. Not, fearfulness is where we live when we're focused on our circumstances. I want to fearlessness rises as we trust and wait on God in our circumstances. Look, I hope you believe that today. For some of you, today could be a day of deliverance. Today could be a day to help you endure a circumstance, not in fear, fullness, but fearlessness. It doesn't take away the circumstance. I know some people say, well, if the circumstance would go away, then I wouldn't have any fear. Well, I appreciate that, but the fact of the matter is the circumstance may remain and it may remain all of your life, but you don't have to be afraid of it. You have to fear God, not the circumstance. Finally, how do we live this out? What do we do? Well, David's already been teaching us here, hadn't he? We've seen some good verbs in this uh, passage. Wait on the Lord. That's a good verb. You know, trust in the Lord. That's another one. Be strong, be confident in the Lord. But the first thing I'd say to you is this, you must face your fearful circumstances in the fear of God. 
So today, go and find some time and say to yourself, am I living in the fear of God? Am I living in fearful, loving, reverence, submission, and obedience to God? That's the definition I gave the church a few weeks ago of the fear of God. The fear of God is loving reverence, loving surrender, and loving obedience to God. And it, it takes all of those. All of that is included in the fear of God. Secondly, again, ask yourself the question, do I fear God or do I fear my circumstances? You can't fear both. You cannot fear both. So you are either in the grips of fearfulness because you fear your circumstances or you are in the power of fearlessness because you fear God. And finally, wait on the Lord. Some of you say, Pastor Mike, I've been waiting a long time. Yes, I know. I understand what, you, what you're talking about. We're still all waiting as followers of Jesus for the blessed hope of the Lord Jesus' return. But we wait. We wait expectantly. We wait. We wait on the Lord. We know that He will come through. And many of you who hear me today, you know how God has come through and helped you in the past. Surely you believe He will help you in the future. You are His child. You belong to God. He belongs to you. You are now united to Christ. And all that, all that He's doing in your life is seeking to use you to glorify Himself and to honor the Lord Jesus Christ and share the gospel. Well, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? Wait on the Lord. Wait for the Lord. And be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. If you're sitting and listening to this with somebody, you can turn to them and say, yes, wait for the Lord. He's coming and He will not delay because He is your light and salvation. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we thank You for these words. We thank You for the encouragement of David today. You are our light. You are our salvation, Lord Jesus Christ. We honor You today. We love You. We serve You. And we love You with great reverence and with submission and obedience to do Your will. Help us, Lord, not to focus on our circumstances, but upon You. And may we fear You so that we might be fearless in the world in sharing the gospel and living for you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I hope to see you. If you can come tonight, we have all of our Wednesday night activities back in place. I begin to study, a study in the book of Moses, a man who heard from God. And uh, also then Sundays, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We're talking about some very important truths related to parents, uh, how to nurture your children and how to care for their soul. I hope you'll be with us. God's at work at First Baptist Church. We're excited about what He is doing here. And may the Lord bless you. Share this video with someone if you have received a blessing from it and help us spread the word so they can join us at noontime, noondays on Wednesdays. God bless you and have a wonderful and great day. God bless you.